All right. I think I get more nervous about breathing into the mic than, <laughs> you know, because I can sit here and be like. There's two people that tend to bring really heavily like that. It is uh, really creepy, like pedophilic people or really obese people who are having large troubles of clearing that pathway. Which one do I fall into? <laughs> <laughs> Previous at home. Well, I don't like fat um, people. This this is our. We were gonna originally we planned on doing a a two episode in one day. One a bit thing. more p- personal, just the two of us. Be, right, and right. Then, but because we missed a couple weeks, we 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 thought we'd do um, a two parter. But I think we're just gonna do one particularly long one, and then maybe. Suck up all your bandwidth, <laughs> but then maybe we'll sh- we'll shorten that particularly long one down to half just to make size. sure that we have. Something so this interesting is to so talk this about. really is a very special episode of the Kevin and Cody podcast, but at completely unremarkable length. Yeah, we're we're attempting such a feat at uh, podcast these, number four, five, these, four. Yeah, four. these things are really just going to be treats for our inevitable audience. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've not picked up yet, so once, they're not. No once, one's looking forward to this. But no, people there's will, no hype. We should get a street. People curve. will back up and listen to it and be like, "Wow, you are so bad at the beginning." <laughs> oh wow! Are you gonna have someone working like a soundboard at one point? Because I know Aaron just wants to like hook up a various sound effects and have it really old timey and no. stuff like that. I'm not for it. No, but <laughs> the idea of an old timey radio show does slightly please me. They didn't. By old timey, you mean mid nineties? Mid. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, like, when did when was radio first invented? Because you know when they had like the old uh, mystery shows and stuff like right. that. Like, okay. When they first. No, they would have those. Would have you seen Prairie Home Companion? No. They had. They have a guy. Well, it's a real radio show, Prairie uh-huh. Home Companion, and but they made a movie about it too, and it's basically the same. You know, they just filmed one of their performances which they mm-hmm. do in a theater they have a sound guy yeah who he just sits and does these and so those bells and whistles yeah and a sad. lot of times he has to like be on his toes because they'll just make stuff up and he'll have to you know improvise and that's awesome yeah yeah see i wouldn't mind then, doing that. then as technology developed um because that's still really old-timey like that's mm-hmm. and that's kind of what the movie's about which i want to talk a lot about movies today because yeah. i've been watching a lot of good ones are you talking anything about the phantom because that ties in with old-timey radio the, as well the phantom yeah i don't know what you're talking the with billy zane yeah yeah <laughs> that used to be an old-timey radio show next to that there was also um the saint that was an old-timey radio show as well oh when i okay so when we bought our car back in september it came with three months of xm uh-huh. and we find they finally got rid of it like last week so uh. we got it for like nine months free and uh they had a classic radio um, channel, mm-hmm. which I listened to around like Halloween time, and they had you know some classic horror stories and horror stuff stories. like that. And w- yeah, they had lots of great stuff. But one time they played this outtake from Orson Welles mm-hmm. doing a because Orson Welles, you know, he did War of the Worlds. Yeah, they didn't. It was like they didn't re- pronounce that he was telling a fictional story, and people well, were the, jumping off of yeah, buildings that's, and that's shit. The like story that. of War of the Worlds, but he also just did regular voiceovers for. Mm-hmm commercials and they they played this um clip of him getting really pissed off about a a peas ad you know like the vegetable Mm -hmm. he was he was reading about peas and he got really mad and he started like yelling at the producers and stuff that's my 
peas. How do you find peas offensive enough to start bitching someone out? I shouldn't bring up things like this if I don't have it like too much information. If I don't have like access to look it up. I mean, this would be where it'd be handy to sit at a computer and be like clickety click YouTube, and then there it is. But but we don't have it set up that way, and so we're just no. Sitting it's really on finicky. Our asses well, I, I could probably pull up a window and drag it no, up to the other monitor. No, yeah, no, I'm not saying we should do that. No. <laughs> just remain ignorant <laughs> and tell half-assed stories. I'm, I'm just saying that is a potential setup we could we could use. eventually work on. We have a lot of future aspects. I tell you, I just hope we follow through. <laughs> I, I'm actually impressed with how we how we have this setup so far. I'm, I mean, mostly we just kind of walked in and the sound system was here, and mm-hmm. Evan was nice enough to let it sit in your bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was going to say nice enough to let us use it, but I think it goes even further than that. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just kind of like hair. As, as it was hair. really convenient. That's usually half the battle with everyone to having a decent recording. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause I was podcasts. planning on doing it at work, but we have a bunch of old, I mean, not really old, but slightly dated equipment, you know, yeah. and it would just be, you guys it's are... not set up for this, but this is just, this was just here. Mm. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was like, aren't, you're doing that shit with Jack White though, aren't you? Well, maybe. Oh. We They have this, you know, they're looking for new names to do let me back up so i i got a job on craigslist about a year ago mm-hmm. to be an editor for a music for the guy who makes musical instructional dvds and he was looking for a musician who knew a little bit about editing or wanted to get into editing and because he's had lots of really good editors work for him but they didn't know anything about music and they would just get stuck and out of everybody that applied, I was the least qualified because he, like people, he said he had one guy who worked on the Simpsons apply oh. for the job. And so he got me so he could pay me the least amount of money. And, um, God bless America. I think, I think he, you know, he, he just liked me, you know, so I got the job. Just lie to yourself just it, like that. <laughs> no, he tells me all the time that uh. he, he, he tells me all the time that he hasn't fired me cause he likes me too much. Love goes far, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, um, so what he basically this guy invented the instructional music video. Um he first started with audio tapes back in the early 80s and eventually he you know when when the competition came around he oh. he needed something to step like it up. The really early ones were like tune your guitar to yeah. my guitar. Yeah, he did Let's that. Start with the first string. Yeah. Beep. And so he was doing that and then he needed he was like I need something to sell, you know, a bunch so I can beat the competition. So he yeah. called he somehow got a hold of Brian May. And called Brian May and left a message on his answering machine and was like, "Can you, you know, do you want, are you interested in this?" And and Brian May actually called back and was very interested. And they originally were just going to have him do an audio tape, but they had a, you know, like a film. They had some video equipment around, so they just filmed it and it sold a, a ton. And so that's so now we have a million people who sound just like May now. <laughs> right. Well, I mean that that was kind of like his gimmick: learn how to play in the style of these famous guitar players. And yeah. so he's, he's done them with everybody, but you know, he's kind of, he, he's been around in the music business for a long time and he thinks the Beatles are the only band that matter. And he worked with earth, wind and fire. He was their roadie and he roadied for Elton John. And he's, he's just kind of been in this industry that kind of, you know, changed a lot in the eighties, mm-hmm. but he kind of got out of it in the eighties. So he doesn't really get like anything that's happened since then, oh, yeah. you know? And so he's still, and, and I mean, he's looking at it from a strictly business point of view. So he's looking for these guitar players who, you know, are, and I mean, this can happen for anything. You know, they're all over the covers of guitar world magazine where they're all the heavy metal, hard rock shredding guitar players mm-hmm. who are technically great. Um, 
But what I think that they're missing a lot of are these more creative, um, interesting guitar players. And I think Jack White is at the forefront of that kind of sound. And um, so he said, he actually, he asked me, he was like, if there was one guitar player you could learn from, who would it be? And I said, I immediately said Jack White. And I, I don't think he's the greatest guitar player, but I think he's the most interesting guitar player and one that I would I would buy a video from. Yeah. I wouldn't buy any of these videos. <laughs> but I, I would if, would Jack White give you like a crash course and how to fuck up properly cuz that man a lot of shit goes wrong when he starts playing yeah, and he just yeah. adjusts right on the spot. That, that's, that's what makes him fascinating. And that's what I think people don't re- I read an article about him in Guitar World years ago when he first, you know, started becoming big. And when I found out that his guitars that he plays, the, those airline guitars, mm-hmm. They're not made by musicians. They're not made by guitar <laughs> makers. They're just pieces of crap toys. Mm-hmm. They they go out of tune immediately, and so he's constantly adjusting to play the guitar. And I think once I realized that, I kind of that's when I started realizing that he was really good. Well, okay. So the other editor that I work with is into all these shredding guitar players, and he's giving names like I, I don't even know but the guy from Testament. You know, people from like John Five. You know. No. All these shredding, that's what they do. They shred. <laughs> and that's all it is for people. That's all people are interested in. That's what sells tapes, which yeah. is a very good point. And he comes in and he says, no, Jack White is crap. He can't play at all. He's just He just makes noise. Ouch. And I think shredding's a lot of noise. I guess that really is a point of view, like what speaks to the person's heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the same. That's what I said. I said, you're right. Like These shredding guitar players, they, they will sell a lot of DVDs because people buy that. But if you release a Jack White video, I think you'll sell a lot of DVDs to people who've never bought these before mm-hmm. because now there's finally a guitar player that's not the same as all these other guys. Yeah. And that's that's my feeling. T.O. people. <laughs> so I, I convinced him to send him an email. So that's that's as far as we've gotten because we've sent in his management email. Really but what, what's interesting is that I, I showed Mark, my boss, yeah. a video of, of called Jack White's Amazing Guitar Skills on YouTube and he was impressed. And then we are doing a Slash video, and I found a thing where Slash said that his favorite guitarist was Jack White. Nice way to so, like, segue Jack White in there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how that goes. It'd be really great, but not really counting on it. I don't know if it's really kind of the thing that he would do. It'd be really tragic if he didn't go with that. Yeah, yeah. Because that definitely that opens up his whole entire business. I don't I don't know shit about business. I didn't go, definitely did not go to school for that because it doesn't interest me in the slightest however yeah. like if you're just gonna it it would open up your business to a whole entire like um like a different culture like a different market right it's yeah i think there's is that the word for i it? think there's a market that's being missed yeah by these people because they're focusing and the indie on market's fucking blowing up anyways. right and, the, like, and but they're focusing on the zach wilds and uh, you know yeah. stuff like that Dime what the Darryl hell stuff like that are you doing well i'm trying to make sure i don't want the hard drive to go to sleep and we got program i think we already that. Fix no. that. Yeah, but I, I switch it back as soon as we're done. Do you? Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? Well, I don't know. Where it's at. <laughs> I'll just keep talking. You need to keep talking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I also suggested Johnny Marr would be a good one. Johnny Marr. Johnny he Marr. is the guitarist for the Smiths, and he's oh, now the lead guitarist Modest for Mouse Modest Mouse. Be, yeah. Which I thought would be. I mean, he he covers two generations there. And Modest Mouse, they were. Um, Billboard chopper, topper, chart, chart topper. Way, way back when that. Uh, yeah, we sank before the. I don't know. We were dead before the ship even sank. There you go. The funniest part is that Mark keeps asking, "Is Jack White popular?" Fuck. <laughs> oh god. And I'm like, um, he probably wrote the most iconic riff of the last ten years. 
guitar riff. You're talking about Seven Nation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you think of another guitar riff that's in the last decade that has had as much of an impact? That stands out that much? No. no I, yeah. You really... When you think of, like, the best And that was his practic riff. That was him just fucking around. They're like, oh, yes, we turn this <laughs> shit into a song. Yeah. Um... I obviously have no idea what I'm doing. So I hope I just, I'll move the mouse every like 10 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Well, you talk about it now and I can figure it out. So. I'll, I'll sit in front of the microphone. Talk about what? Jack White now? You're going to leave me on that topic? No, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, I don't know how to, I don't know what the fuck that segues into though. I'm just going to get live, leave them a lot of dead air and just me stuttering. Um, the, what to go into? Shit, what have I been in? Dude, they they legalized a wormwood in uh, absinthe as of recently. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that, uh, like, there was a really nice lady at the Lee's Discount Liquor. And she was just like, she was so excited that people were finally interested in what she was having to say. So she was just like free shot after free shot after free shot. So in essence, we got shit-faced at Lee's Discount Liquor. Absolutely free. On really expensive absinthe. Wow, and it was fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Um, it was there was no. I mean, people talk about hallucinating. I'm pretty sure if you just get completely smashed, you might get to a point. But when you're just sitting there buzzing and um, and you're getting like pretty tipsy on it, what happens? Well, at least to the three of us that were there, it was Aaron, Crystal, and I. And um, what happened is that um, you get completely drunk. You get that mind state and that mindset where like um, you are becoming a little bit more inventive. Like all your like um, all your insecurities and um pretty much uh, everything that's kind of hindering you from wanting to be yourself like all that gets wiped away but you don't get that sloshiness of being drunk like you're not like weighed down or bogged down so you have like an x amount of energy like you are just like a normal (laughs) functional person except for just all your insecurities are just now just thrown to the back of your mind you just have no problem executing them and i think that's why people become more inventive they're like well fuck i might as well just try this you know you just have no you have no worries or concerns. I think that's actually pretty bad, but <laughs> but well, you, did did you feel like you stepped into a new bohemian bohemian you know, lifestyle? <laughs> I think I think so because the rest of that day was absolutely carefree. We did a million and a half things after that. We came home. We did a barbecue. We danced. We played. We sang a bunch of songs. We went over to another show. We uh, started sharing the absinthe as good natured people would do, or good bohemian people would do. <laughs> like, have you ever tried that? Here you go, try the absinthe. And then uh, we we would come back home and start walking the dogs, hanging out, and doing like a ton of things. Like, the, just the night just never died. Wow. And I, I can see why like all these really famous like writers and painters were just definitely addicted to it. Apparently, where the uh, this as far as I know, where most of the um. Or most, uh, most of that, not stigma, but most of the hearsay of them, how oh, it's an hallucinogen. Yeah. It, was, it was made up, yeah. Yeah. Or actually, no, it was kind of true. What was it? It was the the copper pots, the, the kind of copper. Oh, right, right. I mean, they have like copper residue in there, copper sulfate, and then they ingest that and it's it poisons the body and it ends up killing you and stuff like that. And yeah. in the process of, you definitely start tripping out and seeing yeah. all kinds of things. And it was, I mean, they picked that up and used it in like a smear campaign yeah. against absinthe, you know. Absolutely. And then people go out there, watch Moulin Rouge or something like that. And they're just like, oh my God, I'm going to start tripping balls. And it's completely different. Yeah. It's nothing of the sort. Right. So that was your weekend. That was my weekend. It was a weekend of, of absinthe and uh, running around, going to Lake, Lake, Lake Las Vegas, chilling on a beach, stealing a bunch of stuff and playing piano really loudly in a <laughs> lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, because uh, 
Lake Las Vegas, it, it is land of the rich, and it's um, if you don't know anything about Vegas, it's about like three, four, five miles out from Henderson, which is the the city that's joined at the hip to Las Vegas now. It's, it's our suburb. It is our suburb. And um, Lake Las Vegas is where all the rich people, not necessarily in Vegas in and itself, but throughout the whole entire country, they gathered there. They decided to build their own city. They built their own fucking lake in the middle of a desert. And uh, and now they just have like a really just high-priced lifestyle out there. And um, went over to the Ritz-Carlton and the, and the Leos or whatever it's called there. And it is a fucking ghost town. I mean, like, rich people, they get there, they build all their money in the world, they put up, like, five, six, seven gates, they have 12 different cars, and they never leave home. <laughs> so then you go to, like, all their lobbyings, all those, like, uh, all, like, the head, not the headquarters, but pretty much, like, um, the office buildings of, like, all these gated communities, and you can just hang out there and do whatever the fuck you want. Because the thing is with rich people is that, yeah, they may be rich and they have all the power in the world, but they definitely have the worst fucking, uh, uh, sense of fashion so they dress like fucking bombs they, they look crappy or they look like well too overdressed so then you go there and you look like a normal average joe and they think that you are just made of fucking money so then you could pretty much do whatever you want there and that is the secret of like las vegas <laughs> so we're in the middle of a lobby and they have like this mini grand piano and you can just smash the hell out of it and they will not bother you because they are afraid that you might be associated with someone powerful or else you just wouldn't be there that's <laughs> something my boss told me once after I mean, and he made a lot of money real quick from doing these videos, and he told me that the difference, you know, basically all money does is that when you when you do, you know, whatever you want when you're poor, mm-hmm. you're immature. Yeah. But when you're rich and you do whatever the fuck you want, you're just eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, really, that's the only difference. So, and he, you know, he would tell me that he could like walk into a fancy restaurant and see his friend and not like and just sit down at the table from the other side of the restaurant throw things at him mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter because he's you know dropping hundreds of dollars on the, on the food which that's what makes me want to make money that's what makes you want to make money yeah so you're no see, longer I, I, would be the, I would be the kind like if i had money i would not leave the house if i wasn't wearing a three-piece suit and some really nice shoes. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Fuck that. I'd leave the house naked. That's how <laughs> I'd have a few hundred dollars bills wrapped around my cock, and I'd just walk outside and be like, well, that man's made of money, so that's okay for him to do that shit. Like, I don't know. Money definitely doesn't make me happy. I, don't, I, I mean, I've had money, I've saved up money, and then I've just thrown it away, and I, I, it, it does absolutely nothing for me. I don't it's, aspire uh, to make money. Yeah, I think it's I not think it's something different. that drives me at all. I, th- I think it's different when you have. More responsibilities. More responsibilities. It's, yeah, it's, I've kept my responsibility really low. Like, it's, I definitely... n- it's nice to be single and poor and homeless and Ouch. all that. Well, it's you know? true. I fucking live I'm on not, a couch. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about. I'm talking from personal experience. Well, like, I've been vagabond my whole life. That's yeah, why I still sleep you know, on couches because that's the right. only sense of home that you I know, got I've, is this couch. I've had to live out of my car, you know, before. Yeah, and that's I don't mind. But when it, you know, once you you're married and you you know have a place and yeah. you know things. Why can't you, you be can't, married and be living on the streets like Aladdin lifestyle? Well, because you start, not necessarily like my wife is a poo or anything like that. It's start to you start to I mean, think like, about someone else, and yeah. you know, suddenly you're not first anymore. So it's you not want about, them to have a better life, right? It's not about making money for me. It's you know to go and. What if giving them a better life is like you know I'll eat the wormy mealy apple and I will give you the bruschetta bread and like there. And then you're still living on the streets. Is that? Yeah. Have you met wi- met my wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that won't cut it. No, it's. <laughs> Wait, we're gonna cut that out, or oh, that won't cut it. Oh, never mind. No, yeah. No, she. No, it's just she. Your wife's adorable, though. She's cool. 
Yeah, she just likes to make sure everything's comfortable. Yeah. That's that's it. And if it's not, then, you know. It, Even one time, I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. I've once said, um, well, someone once told me, like, the, re- the possible reason for your apathy or your carefreeness is that you should have died millions of times, yet you are still living. And it was like, and they're probably, you're just appreciative of that fact alone that every day is just so carefree, that you're just happy to be here regardless. So I was like, that possibly that could be it. <laughs> or I really just don't give a shit all in all. Let's, and I'm a lesser human or you something. Know, I. My weekend, I we we had this slumber party thing yeah. last night where we just invited a bunch of people over and they which would have been awesome for the absinthe, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, well, no, actually, I mean there was people there who usually drink and they actually said it was nice to have fun and not not drink, be drinking or smoking pot or whatever. Uh, I don't which, smoke pot. Which was which was nice, you mm-hmm. know, that they thought that some good wholesome fun <laughs> it it was See, that's we had weird. a blast and we were up yeah. all night and we See, remember I'm quite it the opposite and... i'm always having good wholesome fun which i firmly believe in but rarely do i just cut fucking loose and be like all right yeah. let's try yeah. the green pixie or something yeah. well i mean you know this wasn't a this yeah yeah whatever <laughs> my, yeah my point is is that i mean i didn't get drunk or anything but yeah. i deprived myself of sleep which i think can have the same effect mm-hmm. and so um you know i stayed up till six this morning and then I, I took a nap and then woke up and made breakfast uh-huh. you know and so all day i've just been kind of like you know it, it, you're hung over is what you're saying not no well i mean i'm acting like it yeah. but i don't feel like it it's kind of i don't know so it's kind of like this weird thing where you see the sunset suddenly you're it's just so jarring and you're disoriented and um you know earlier after i dropped sarah off at work i I was walking, you know, just hanging out in the living room, just like being all mopey. And my brother-in-law was, who's living with us now, was was like, "Hey, are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine." And then I disappear for a little bit, little mm-hmm. bit. And then I I take him to the store to buy him cigarettes, and he um, and I'm, I'm I had to like explain it to him, and I'm like, "Well, look, I'm actually I'm not in a bad mood. I'm actually feeling really cheerful. I just." I'm just so disoriented that I I kind of want to do things that I would normally do when I'm when I am feeling really depressed. You know, I want to wear dark sunglasses and yeah. and and you know stumble around and, and lay on to, the floor and yeah, listen to listen, <laughs> pornography or something, which is actually what I did at some point. Ah, there you no, go. Well, you know, when I took a shower, <laughs> I put it on and listened to it, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is, and not because I'm in a bad mood, but yeah. because I that's what I want to it's very do. Very situational, and, that's what I'm into, and yeah. that's what I like, and so. Which is weird because usually it is like oh, I fucking hate myself and then yeah. I listen to and it doesn't matter if we all die you just sit yeah. there but this but this time it's it. but this time it's like oh I'm it's such a great day I'm gonna listen to this yeah. disturbing music because I like it you know and that's that's different and that's so I think it's it's kind of like if you're gonna do mind altering substances you know you you'll get a different result. I th- I think sleep deprivation is just as effective <laughs> because it'll because that is not a state of mind that I could be in. At, it's like that movie with, without Insomnia with uh, Al Pacino. Was it Al Pacino? I have no idea. It had it had um uh what's Robin Williams and I think yeah, it was yeah, Al yeah. Pacino or something like right. that. Just like I, I never and he started it. like getting hallucinating and yeah. stuff like that and going absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah, and you know I've never the, the longest I've stayed up I think was you know thirty straight hours mm-hmm. or something you know and that's that's not too bad. I've stayed up uh, roughly like 52, but that was with the help of video games. So when you're hallucinating, it probably makes you more entertained and and you just don't notice the real world This time it was just, you know, one night without sleep. And it was just, it was more the, the, you know, coming from the change in schedule, I think, that Mm -hmm. really made things weird. But the the end result was something that I would not 
not have expected, which was wanting to do really dark and disturbing things, but being very cheerful about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think I've ever got that from anything else. Really? It's always the other way around. But um Like whenever I get hangover, which is not what I ever think that it is. People like, have you ever had a hangover? And I was like, well, what's that? And they're like, it's when you when you wake up completely, uh, just uh, completely dehydrated, slightly disoriented. Yeah. You have like a migraine, and you're just kind of aching all over. It's like I've never had that happen. I usually wake up the next day feeling like I've got a full body massage, and, that's, <laughs> and I feel just really loose and groovy. And I don't feel like doing. I, I mean, I just have minimal energy, enough to execute like what I need yeah. to to survive, but. I definitely just kind of lounge around all day in like a hammock or well, the couch yet again. I, my drinking experiences are so minimal. I've only been hungover once and it's possibly the worst circumstances to be hungover. And there wasn't, it was when I was living in St. George and I came down, we were going to go not to Comic-Con because we couldn't afford it, but awesome con? Tim and Eric were having awesome con mm-hmm. the same day for free out behind in by the, by the beach. So we, um, so I planned on that. Well, I was, I was, you know, you know how I was when I was living there, and I just hated everything. Yeah. So I, I drove down, and I and I got to my friend's house, and I was like, "Do you have anything to drink?" And so he brought out a bottle of vodka, which was maybe uh, three quarters full, and I finished it. What kind? It really S- depends. Smirnoff. Um, well, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I, I have no. You don't I, have no frame of reference. My my Even drinking my, experience up to that point yeah. had been maybe two or three beers. Yeah. And so this happens, and it's just, I'm up all night just downing this thing in, in such a sick way. You and, must have wanted it, because that's hard. Oh, I was, I was not. An I'm not an experienced my, drinker either. Well, like, I've so, shit. you know, five in the morning rolls around, and I had barely slept, but I'm feeling it already. Mm-hmm. And we get in the car, <laughs> and he makes me sit in the back seat, because his girlfriend's going. You know, so I'm sitting for four... How long does it take to get to San Diego? About four or five hours. About four or five hours, yeah. Yeah, in the back seat of a of a. And this Ford is in the middle Taurus. of. Do you have AC? Or are you just fucking stewing uh, in the back? Well, he he turned on the AC, and mm. but it was just like everything made me sick. You know, like I I couldn't listen to hardly any music, and every time we stopped, I, I was going out to throw up, and I was like, I need something to eat. I eat something, it would make me throw up, yeah. and then finally we get to San Diego, and I'm sweaty and disgusting, and I haven't showered in a few <laughs> days, and I'm just totally gross, and I get out, and really the thing that was the best thing of all was the San Diego air it was just so fresh and crisp, but like immediately everything went away, but then I you know went and met Tim and Eric, who I kind of idolized, and I was disgusting and there's a there's a picture they're of like me. this is our target audience yeah, right now this and, crazy heaving you know what's funny is later on they actually made a comment about how disgusting most of their fans were at <laughs> comic-con and i think i think they might be refer- you pushed them over the edge i think they might be referring specifically to me like they they referred to a taco bell smell on everybody and I, that had to be me because i was eating i think i ate a quesadilla right before i met them uh, and then um you could see in the picture that we took that Tim has his arm around me, but he's not touching me. Yeah, I think he didn't. I think just he was really grossed out. His his, his, his hand is seriously just levitating over my shoulder. It never goes down and touches my shoulder. You know that's it's. So I always have that moment, and I look so bad in the picture, and just had this goofy grin, and then you know that is the that was when I was hungover. That was the only time, and I have drank. Since. That is that is definitely a moment of regret that should probably steer you off. Yeah, but um. On that topic, hmm. um, I'm going back to Comic Con again. I can't wait. Kevin Smith is yeah. always there, and he's definitely someone who I pay. Peter Jackson's going to be close there to the first time. Peter Jackson, who the fuck? Uh, King who Kong the fuck? guy? What? The Lord of the Rings guy? 
dumbass. That's right. We're not, we're just gonna move on. From I love there. movies, but I don't, I don't pay. I don't. I got dick attention for like editors and and directors and stuff like that. I, don't I really don't know, know anything. Actors' names. I don't. I go. I go to movies solely for the purpose of being entertained. Just I. I'm definitely an easy sell when it comes to movies. Yeah. I mean, we've already pre-established that I'm obviously a sucker for chick flits and shit like that. Uh-huh. But I mean, I fucking love cheesy kung fu movies and pretty much right, every right, right. every uh, genre of movies out there. I just like thinking about like um, different situations, different probably worlds or bombing. <laughs> um, I saw this movie recently. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. What? And it wasn't Star Trek. What was it? Star Trek did change my life. Two letters to Iwo Jima? No. What? It was Synecdoche, New York. Oh, written that, by it was Charlie Kaufman's directorial debut. Yeah, he's the guy who wrote Eternal Sunshine. The and as Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of my favorite people in yes. Hollywood. So have, you haven't seen it? No, I've seen it. You have seen it? I have seen it. What the fuck did you think about it? Artsy fartsy beyond the. I mean, it, it's fucking entertaining. It really is. I mean, it okay. definitely fucks with your mind. But I'm wondering. I was like, is there a really deep message in here that I don't understand, or is it just solely made to fuck with my brain? Did you only watch it once? I only watched it once. I only oh. watched it once too. But yeah. I heard if you watch it a few times, it. Starts Things to... start to piece together, but yes, I think there's definitely a general message, and I'm I think it's to not trust your stalker, right? I think that's <laughs> that is the general message. I just kind of it just kind of hit me at <clears throat> you know it's such a time where I'm thinking about death and mortality and you know just the absurdity of existence, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of the feeling I got from it. I mean, I, I'm not going to go much deeper into it than that, but. That brings me to this. My cousin died last, <laughs> last week. Not funny. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 what I was going for. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about this anyway. So I was thinking about all my it. favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman movies and yeah, Doubt and everything BS. like that. Yeah, I saw Doubt liked it. And then Punk oh. Trunk Love. And then did you ever did you ever watch Love Liza? Nope. Oh, dude, Philip Seymour Hoffman became like a a gasoline addict he was addicted to huffing gasoline because his wife committed suicide and then he left him, she left him a letter and he's just too afraid to open it because he doesn't want he does he doesn't want to face the fact that quite possibly she blames him for everything and that's why she committed fucking hmm. murder and it's an amazing movie that's my favorite one oh, i've never even heard of it anywho so your cousin died yeah i mean wait um <clears throat> so your cousin died yeah i think that's better yeah. um yeah it was a car wreck um, and the funeral what happened to the week. other person? Did they just run into something, or was there another person involved? Yeah, her mom was driving. No, I mean, like, did they hit like another oh, vehicle? No, she, I think they just swerved oh, off shit. the road and for deer it, or no? I think I, I don't know. She might have been just tired, but Fuck. it flipped, and um, she had a lot of disabilities, and I just don't think she could have survived. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. But um, she wasn't much older than me; just a few years older than me, and. uh it was just it was just kind of strange. It it was a tough funeral. It was probably the most depressing funeral I've ever been to. But it really gets you thinking about things like that, which I don't know how much you want to go into that, but I tried talking about it with another friend of mine, but he's so terrified of death that, that he, he can't we can't talk about it because really? he just doesn't want to go there. Death he doesn't want to think about it. The shit out of me. Like I'm not necessarily afraid of it, and I'm not rushing towards it by any yeah. means. But I'm really interested to see on the other side of that veil, man. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's part of it is that you and I believe that there's something 
mm. on the other side. You know that 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 there is a continuance. Of Even this, if there but... wasn't, I I just can't. I mean, like quite possibly we could be wrong in our religion. Quite possibly we could go and meet Buddha. Quite possibly we could be reincarnated. But I just I don't I don't I don't buy the atheists. Atheists. I don't I don't believe there's absolutely nothing. I can't fat. I can't wrap my mind around the mentality of just completely just not existing anymore. And you just see darkness like you just you're blind and then all what you can do is just listen to your own thoughts of do yeah. do, do 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 for eternity well, I mean, fucking eternity uh, like, that's, that's just shutting off that's it <laughs> well i mean that's the thing it wouldn't it wouldn't even be that if if we cease to exist if that's what nothing like really that would happens, ever register no, nothing happens it's it's just nothing like how do you go like how do you go from being a fully cognitive self-aware beings hopefully self-aware beings there's many people who are not um to just have just nothing, like no thoughts, no whistling, yeah. no music, no air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like even I if, don't know. I, even I don't if know. fuck all on religion and everything like that. Like you die, then you are just like a floating essence, and then you're just you're just hanging out with other. What's up? Nothing much. I used to be called Bill. Yeah, I used to be <laughs> called Steve. What's up? Well, you know, I talked I, I talked to this with my boss, and it's it's funny because you know we have an interesting dynamic because we, we get along really well. But yeah. he's 55, and I'm. Oh, 23. Yeah, fuck that. And he's a baby boomer. And it's, um. <laughs> it's, you know, he's, he has his own bizarre theories about existence and the meaning of life. And he can't really escape those. Every time we talk about anything, he brings it back to his, his theories, which I mean, he, I think he wants to start a new religion and put me at like the forefront of it or something. But <laughs> I, I don't, I don't agree with him on every, on, on it. And I, I finally had to like, just tell him that I was like, I think you're wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but He's, we're talking about it, and he's like... That's rule number one of his religion. Sometimes we are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we finally... We're talking about this, and, and he's like, you know, eventually it's just going to be a point where after we're dead for eons and eons and eons, uh. you know, we're going to be sitting around, still hanging out like we are right now, yeah. and I'm going to say, hey, Cody, do you remember back when we were on Earth? How long were you there? And I'd be, you know, I'd say, well, like 80 years. Yeah. How long were you there? Oh, nine, 90 something years. And um, we're going to be like, that was weird, huh? And like, that's what it's going to be. It's, I mean, in the. Do you think it would be fucked that we're only going to carry on the intellect that we've gathered here? And once we cross over, that's it. That's it for learning. Oh, like, no, no, no. You're no. stuck with that amount of that's, intelligence. That's. That's not at all. <laughs> do, you th- do you think That's, across the board, everyone I, agrees that we should hopefully get smarter once we I leave think, this room? I think when you get down to the, ba- not not the not the basic, but the um, brass tacks, the more it, the more like thinking, you know, the philosophy behind Mormonism that makes it different from other religions, especially main, mainstream Christianity, is that it's actually the opposite of that. It's that there's no end to progression, and there's no end to learning, there's no end to this. You know, it's just yeah. things always. There's always more to I do. Just there's always accelerate my learning level so I can get to the point where I can understand things at the submolecular level and then start moving them See, around like Jean Grey and shit like that. That's like, I want to learn telekinesis. Once, I, I mean, I think once you get there, there's something else that you have to figure out. There's always going to be something else. You get to the submolecular level and then it's like, well, I'm sorry, that's only a tenth of the equation. Right. So your submolecular right. molecular DNA construction. I, I don't level. think there will ever be a point where where it's that's it. Yeah. You've you've learned everything. <laughs> like Success. The, cre- the creator of everything is like, well, everything kind of works in this loop-de-loop, two circles conjoined. At the- it looks like the infinity label, and in fact, it is infinity. Like, right. we're stuck and- forever in this figure eight. <laughs> what were we talking about? Life, death. How okay. was the food at the funeral? There was no food at the fucking funeral. What the fu- 
We went to Zabas How afterwards. The fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, and it was it was Zabas or Zanzibar. Went, That's the only two choices. The, the the immediate family had a private burial service. Fuck. So that, we dude. so we weren't. Invited you did not to get that. people together to mourn unless you feed. Yeah, those you people. know there weren't a lot of people there. It was mostly one of the best things in life is fucking food. Anyone can agree on that. I, I think they were having a hard time with it. I don't think they could have planned anything. And they couldn't eat at all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> obviously they obviously they, they planned to go to Zabas. No, they have didn't. Someone else they feed didn't. them. Oh, okay. They didn't go. It was me and my and my parents out? and my dad. Well, then it was it was your went. family duty to fucking. We're going to Zabas. We, it was it was Zanzibar. very strange. I, I guess at one point he said he didn't want anybody to go. I'm talking about her, my uncle. You didn't want anyone to go. To he the didn't funeral? want anyone to go to the funeral. Selfish he, bad. No, oh, <laughs> it was it's hard for them. That's the worst Why? part. And the thing that really sucks is that I don't have a lot of family that lives in town, yeah. and they were like the only ones that live in town. And I have a grandpa that. Oh, wait, is I, this the uncle that lives down the street from you and stuff like that? Yeah, that was them. Well, how do you know him? You the one, you brought it up earlier, not in the podcast, but like early conversation. Like you know, they're like we should hang out. We can't believe we fucking live almost on the same street, and we just don't ever see each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's what when I. At the funeral, you know, my mom was like, you should go talk to him. Yeah. And so I did, and he was asking me how I was doing. He's like, where are you living now? And I was like, I don't know, I live on Nelson Bonanza. And he's like, you're right down the street from me, you know? And he just yeah. seems so, not not really hurt. And You think it just finally clicked that he's, he's like, I fucking have family, close blood relation I, right I don't. Here. I think I don't think it was that. I think I think he was surprised that, that I live so close and haven't seen him. Yeah. You know, which, which kind of... Is he blaming you? Like, no, no, not at all. I think he's just... I, I just don't think he that's the way he'd want it to be. And especially now after this, you know, because the last yeah. time I saw my cousin was my wedding. And, you know, that's a bummer. You know? yeah. It's like, I if I could go back, obviously I would change that. I'd spend, you know, lots of time with them. And, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of scared of family sometimes because yeah. there's, it's like, what do I have in common with? Usually nothing. And I think that's yeah. slightly well, the beauty of it is well, how right, ecleptic right. sometimes a family can be. And yeah. that's what, because what you need in order to be friends with someone is just one common interest. And oddly enough, for family, you can have absolutely nothing in fucking common. But the common interest, the common denominator is blood relation. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I, what the, the conclusion that I came to. It's like, yeah. what, what do I have in common with this, you know, he's older than middle aged mm-hmm. man and his wife from japan you know like what what can i possibly relate to them and then i realized his mother the woman that raised him Mm -hmm. was my grandmother who i was very close to as a child yeah you know like that's just kind of that's weird to me the grandma that i met no no she died when i was puzzles and shit no 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 no. this is my dad's side of the family okay so this is um this is my dad's half brother actually and i mean they're not even really that close because i think he's like his oldest brother and my dad's the baby of the family they don't even have the same father oh you know so so i mean i think that's the connection that i keep going back to is is that his mother was my my grandma who was the very you know she she did did a played a big part in raising me when Mm -hmm. i was a child I was I was around she was around a lot, you know, and I was very close to her and it was and he was um and as I was talking to my uncle, he he mentioned that his uncle, who's my great uncle, mm-hmm. he had not seen since his mother died, my grandma, which was in 93. Mm-hmm. So, and he was and he was he was seemed really bothered by that. And you know, I've seen him a few times, you know, cuz we we've but we've had to, we've always had to make the effort, you know, to go out there and yeah. stuff. Um I know there's a lot of people who can overcome stepbrothers and step siblings and shit like that. Do you think yeah. that was ever a cause and ever like oh, part of the equation? No, I mean, 
It's actually very interesting with my family. They um, like what if you had something to live up to, like. Like your dad, like the first father that was involved is just a normal average day Joe. But then again, then your uncle's father oh, and stuff like yeah. that was Tiger Woods uh, see, or that's something. The thing. I have no idea. So he has I a better no quality idea. of life. I have no idea about this this guy's dad. You yeah. know? I, I, if it is Tiger Woods. I don't even know his name. I don't yeah. it's not Tiger Woods. <laughs> Shit, Tommy Lee Jones. About? I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> like your dad is your dad is the prodigy of of an average Joe, Whoever and then is, comes this, along this he, guy Tiger Woods, and I, then I like think, I think you're thinking I don't think you're realizing like the age that this guy has to be in his fifties, maybe yeah I think he'd have to be in his fifties. Yeah. Um, but I and my, and my dad's my dad's barely forty. I understand the separation. You know? Like me and the twins, I, I was explaining that earlier. We are fourteen years apart. Yeah, I love it's, them it's to like death, that. but like I hardly see him. I got. I mean, connection with and imagine and what it'd be like if they even had a different father. Yeah, you know, I've got to feel that way. It's almost like his mother had you know these these two boys and then moved on and had another family. Yeah, you know, I think I think I don't know. You feel second rate at that point. I don't know. I don't know how if that's how it happened. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the way. It, what you know, I've never really asked these questions. And now after this event, this funeral, you know, yeah. and and not that many not that much family showed up and there's another uncle that wasn't there and i'm wondering if he's dead and i just don't know like if someone told me and i just completely forgot like years ago this could have happened or if he's just completely disappeared which as far as i know from him is not is completely within his nature so there's like all these questions like going through my head and i really want to get to the bottom of a lot of this stuff you know and I don't know, like I think people really should research their family more often. Yeah. You have no idea how and, much of a fucking stranger these people are. And like exactly, I said, you have that common exactly. denominator of blood relation, which and this, is all you need to start a friendship this or any happened, kind of connection. Um, with my mo- my on my mother's side, she has her mother is like the oldest of this this family, and she's the only girl. And so there's like five, four or five other boys in her family that my mom was actually very close to, and they're, mm-hmm. they're like. You know, they were her uncles because they were closer in age. She was really close in age to her youngest uncle. He was only a few years older than her. Yeah. And um, so she really looks up to these these guys and they're all art artists and musicians and they're crazy. And um, absinthe drinking. motherfuckers. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, my, <laughs> probably. I don't know. There when um, a few years ago, I went back and visited my uncle Bobby, who um, lives in Pennsylvania. Mm hmm. And I, the, you know, going there, I was going with my grandma, which, you know, my, I'm, I'm, I'm around my grandma a lot. You yeah. know, she lives with my parents and I, mm-hmm. there's never been a problem with her not being around or anything, but, or not being, not knowing her that well. But, um, I was, I was having these same kind, same kind of anxieties. Like, what am I going to have in common with this guy? You know, he's, he's 50 something, I think. And, you know, he's just this, this old hippie. Like what, how, how are we going to relate? And it turned out that we had a ton in common he fucking loves tenacious d yeah and so we, very we were, well That's like good. And, and he loves the beatles and you know i love the beatles and so that was cool like because i love something that he grew up with yeah and he actually had an interest in stuff that i'm growing up with you know like tenacious, and he we watched the reno 911 movie together and he you know would just get drunk every night and tell me these fantastic stories about his childhood and i learned a lot about my great grandma who was also mm-hmm. and you know i don't know how much I want to go into this, but you know, my great grandma always seemed like the sweetest, you know, perfect I- idealistic grandmother. And then she was a crazy thing. Yeah, Woodstock well, attending. Well, no, smoking, no, she's, she was tripping. older than that, but you know, she passed away a few years ago when I was in high school and uh-huh. I hadn't seen her all through high school or middle school or anything. She moved away when I was still in elementary school. But, um, and then he tells me these stories about her, you know, and just 
kind of how abusive she was. Really? And and he's like he's and he, he he's not bitter about her or anything. He's kind of he kind of understands. He's like there has to be some history of mental illness going on in our family and because I, I think that's what we were talking about because it's finally come to a head at my generation where i where and i think this is true for a lot of families where mm-hmm. things are happening and people are kind of going okay we know what this is now we know this is schizophrenia or bipolar or whatever. Yeah. and but at the time you know in the 40s and 50s this it was you know people didn't talk about that yeah and so he's it was he's, just personality that's that person yeah, he's very well it was just hidden you yeah. know it was covered up no one wanted to know that so it was, he's very forgiving of her but you know he told me some stories that just it, it didn't change my opinion of my grandmother at all it's just kind of yeah. she didn't it, do like added, crazy added, things like the audition like take off people's hands and toes you know and stuff and <laughs> sew them up in a bag and then just leave them in the book no nothing I'm, crazy like that he says he says he actually blocked okay okay well I don't know. I'm digging. Of, I'm sorry. I, I'm interested. I don't know if any of my family's going to listen to this because I, I don't know. If you want to? You want to call them? You want to put this on pause <laughs> and say, "Can I have some consent to talk shit about you?" This it's just hard because it's it's like my grandma. I want to respect. You want to respect the person, but see, I mean, respect comes from all different aspects. It was I just. It was. I just, know that overall, we're not perfect beings, and yeah. we're interesting people. And I know that we keep a lot of shit in the closet. He but. he he told me one of his darkest memories was he all he he doesn't remember what happened. Or well, anything. He just remembers he ended up in the bathtub, and his brother, his oldest brother Tom, was cleaning him off, and all he could see was blood. Uh-huh. And he he was beaten so bad on the back with like a whip, and he said he doesn't know what he did, what happened, but you know it, it was it was just he, he, I don't know. It was just weird to think about that because. Here I have this image of my grandma being this sweet old lady who you know mm-hmm. baked pumpkin pie and and would let let me stay up and watch rated R movies you know yeah. when I stayed over and and then I mean it was it was dark this kind of stuff he was telling me and it was it was a little disturbing and it was just weird and he, he told me that he has another sibling out there that nobody knows about wow yeah that she it's that that guy she had an affair and had a secret child <laughs> and like I don't even know if my mother knows this kind of stuff. Really? You know, and and he's completely drunk and stoned and just telling me this. And then finally, he's like, he gives me a big hug, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, you're the the best. You're, he's like, I don't know what more I could have asked for in a nephew, and it was it was really sweet. That that's is being, one but, hell of a moment. But exactly, and so that's the kind of thing. Of like, like if that can happen with yeah. with this guy, who I my first you know perception was that nothing that I would have nothing in common with him. Then that I, I I'd hope that can happen with. A yeah. lot of my family members, and that hopefully I can have these moments with get plenty, rid of that anxiety. Of yeah, so. yeah, which it's very interesting, and that's I'm kind of getting into that now, and you know I kind of want to do that. But my dad's side of the family is a little tougher to crack. I mean, at one point during my childhood, my parents just kind of said we give up and stopped trying to raise you no no no, no. <laughs> it's like uh, stop trying that's to, when you started living in your car to, <laughs> right but the car actually happened to be like a no, power they, wheel or something like that they, they just, give they up just, on this child they just stop trying to stay in touch with them oh because they it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of effort and they weren't returning the favor uh, and this this uncle that i'm talking about now who who just had a daughter die she uh, um, yeah. he he used to come around a lot because mm-hmm. he lived in town and he was he was always like a kind of a good older brother to my dad but i mean you know he things happen and he doesn't we haven't seen him seen much of him lately but um yeah and so it's it's kind of weird i went i took sarah to see you know my cousins and my my dad's sister um sometime last year and you know it it was really awkward (laughs) when we went and met my 
in, I, when she met my dad's sister, um, who I had always been really close to as a kid, and she, mm-hmm. we would always spend time with her. But I guess a lot of things have happened, and she's just it was strange. Like she didn't, she couldn't talk. I mean, she could, she could talk, but Helen Keller style. No, she just, she just <laughs> didn't have anything to say. Like she was just so. I guess she's like so depressed and. Um, and unstable that she just sits and stays inside. Do you think she knows about that? She's like slightly, you know, I don't know, slightly handicapped, slightly hindered. So then she has enough of like a enough cognitive ability to recognize this, and then she well, goes, "I'm she's, not she's a fully capable person." She is for fully capable of being socialist. She's just, yeah. she's so, I think she's just really bad in you know in the mental state of mind. I mean, I don't know. She just seems really sad yeah. and really struggling with a lot of things, and you know. And it's just kind of, she hasn't been, she, she was very successful at one point. I mean, Doing not, what? Not like outrageous, but. She was a swimmer? Relay race <laughs> runner or something like that? No, no, no. She was just, she lived a, a good life, uh-huh. you know, nothing, nothing too outrageous. But and when I say successful, I mean, she made enough to live off of and raise her kids and stuff and. But these last ten years, she's just—I I have no idea what's, what's happened to her. Just and so that—that's my—that was my experience. Like we went to visit her, and we just sat in this room, you know, with this really uncomfortable air of silence, Ugh. you know. And every once in a while, we'd be like, "You watch Dancing with the Stars?" Yeah, it was stuff like that. <laughs> Something and, really topical. And, she, and like she just would give like these one-word answers, and Ooh. just kind of just sit did and, not want it then. No, yeah. Well, I don't know if she just if she was feeling as awkward as we were. Yeah. I mean, because we were sitting there, we were seriously like. So, um, she'd just put a record on. Is anything new? And she'd be like, no. <laughs> but, was, new meaning the past 10 years we haven't talked? Is yeah, anything happened? Yeah. No. And so, I mean, that's, I, that's, I guess that's the worst that can happen. Yeah. You know, and I mean, even if you have a bad story, at least you'd, you'd be launched into some fucking conversation. Like, anything new happened? Well,. I took out a second mortgage. My job wasn't doing that well. I started fucking slinging drugs. It was like, well, let's talk about that. Let's see if we can solve that little whoring problem yeah, that you have. Yeah, drug dealing. Um, yeah, let's work on that. I, I wish. I think I think they're just... I like, I recently found out that my Aunt Lily, her mom, which we call Grandma Sunshine, because she's a really happy person. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. To the point where I don't even know what her real fucking name is, but she is Grandma Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking great. She bakes pies. She hangs out, takes the kids to the cinemas and stuff like that. But, um, the cinemas. But, <laughs> shut up. And then, um, Do we not call them movies now? The movies? I don't, takes the kids to the cinema. Cinema. I worked in a, I worked in a <laughs> cinema. It was a Century Theater 8, and okay. it was the Napa Cinema. That's the word. No. It's my word association there. But um, Grandma Sunshine, when she was growing up, like I know her as a nice, loving old woman who was close to the grave trying to gain favor with whatever deity. And um, But apparently she she was definitely like the the popular chick in school. But I like, I like her previous story more than her character now because she was so fucking badass back in those days. She was a cheerleader. She was into the glee club. She wasn't necessarily into it, but it was kind of what was expected of her. She wasn't necessarily a horse person in so much that the football team that she usually like cheered on and stuff like that, 
since she was like the lead cheerleader or whatever, they'd just be sitting there just like consistently hitting on her, saying vulgar comments and stuff like that. So she goes, fine, I'll finally do something for these guys. Finally do something nice. So she goes home, bakes a batch of cookies, and people are wondering why she is in such a happy mood when you know, generally she's very bitter towards these football players and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And everyone's like, oh, this is a really suspicious behavior of Grandma Sunshine. I should say her real name, but as I said... Um, so then she starts baking these cookies and a really foul stench starts filling the air. It is wretched in so much the people are fleeing the household and she's just sitting there still with the smile as wide as the moon on her face. And um, it starts really smelling really bad in so much that they can't help but ask, like, what the fuck are you baking? She goes, I'm making chocolate chick cookies chocolate shit cookies she's like i collected the i collected the fecal matter from our dog this morning and i am now baking these cookies for the football team (laughs) so she had a mixture of chocolate chips and shit mixed into the batter and she goes to school the next day presents these to the football team and they are just downing these fucking cookies oh you're a great cook this is great because they want to please her because they're fucking into her they want to fucking get this chick into her pants you know they want to get her in bed and stuff like that so they're just throwing comment after comment and she is laughing her ass off and they're like what's wrong it's like you guys are now eating dog shit they're like no fucking way they just would not believe her and i'm pretty sure some of them must have gotten like fucking e coli or hepatitis or some form of anything even fucking worms probably but i mean like yeah, I was like, I can't believe she she went that far to feed people fucking shit, man. And here she is. It's like, well, guys, want to go to the cinemas? Let's go bake a pie. A really loving person. Like, I just wow. could not picture That's, that. That might be the greatest thing I've ever heard. So, like like I said, I think people really should research like, the people who are in their family. Because they are yeah. fucking interesting. People are fucking interesting. Yeah. Like, we I, do... I agree. Yeah. We do odd shit even the most innocent of people even the most boringest of people i'm pretty sure that they've done something really interesting or had something really interesting happen to them like involuntarily i, I mean i just think i know i'm gonna get to a point where i'm an old man and people are gonna think i'm boring and yeah dull, and i'll be like back in my day we had the internet i'm just wondering if i'm gonna be like <laughs> ignorant or like stuck up and I, stubborn i hope not i know i, I wonder if, if i'll grow up and be she'll hear these stories and you're like and you were fucking cool what and, the hell happened and to sharp, you now? or it's if like, i'll just decide to flip on the senile switch just yeah. crap my pants and run around and oh, make everybody clean it up. You know? I'm just going to lie and say I have dementia so I can crap my pants in public. Yeah. I just might do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got dementia. I'm not coming into work. <laughs> Seem fine to me. I mean, you get as, uh, what if that's the day that you meet Jack White, seeing as how your luck's going, the day you get hung over, the day you have dementia, right? Right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that's right, disappointing that there's no food at the funeral. I'm still stuck on yeah. that because Mormons are known for having yeah. great fucking gr- yeah. awesome funeral food. Because that's how we send people right. off. I know. That's how you cheer people it up. Wasn't a Mor- it wasn't good. a Mormon funeral. Oh, that was the problem. Yeah. They should have joined the cause just for that. Yeah, she, she was Mormon. But yeah. They well, see, they should have honored that. Should have honored that with I, fucking I don't delicious she, Mormon I don't, food. I don't think she knew. It's better than Thanksgiving when people die. It sucks. I'm looking forward for when people kick the bucket. I look up the obituaries and be like, this was a good LDS child. I'm fucking there. I was like, yes, I knew Lisa. Even, uh, even... Please give me that Belgian waffle and chocolate. Like, they fucking go all the fuck out. Like, (laughs) weddings are terrible. They're like, Uh, we spent all the money on this awesome wedding present. We couldn't go the extra mile to get actual turkey, you know, fucking juice or seasoning. So we just kind of substitute. Really? Yeah. How so? You should have been there. You're going to bring that up, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, even, let, me, let me put it this way. If this girl even 
I don't think she even was aware what the difference between Mormonism and anything else was. Really? She 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 was that she was slow. Um. Basically. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm no, a crust of a bad. Did joke. you ever go to the? Bad did you ever joke, go huh? to the church dances when? We were All teenagers. the time, they loved the electric slide. They do you remember? Do you remember the short, chubby girl who would dance by herself? There was a lot every, of those. No, 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 no. This one would would, would especially. Stand out. Yeah, yeah, she would dance and twirl just all by herself the entire night. And she wouldn't stop. Was that her? That was her. Do you remember? God her? bless her heart. Yeah, she was a sweetheart. No, no insecurities me and, at me all. And, yeah, just fucking cutting the rug. That's that, awesome. That was, that's what was wonderful. Because before it. you're you're a kid, you fucking pick on these people. You can't dance for shit. Yeah. You look terrible out there, Tubby. But honestly, like the balls it takes to fucking do that is yeah. amazing. I think that's how you get high off of karaoke. You yeah. get pumped so full of fucking insecurities that you just start tripping balls. I think she might have had the mentality of about a six year old. Really? I, I, I think I that's think a great that. age. Yeah. Well, Fuck. yeah. I mean, that's. And that's and she acted like it, and she you know she was she was a sweetheart, and that's mm-hmm. that's the saddest thing is that she was just because you're at the point like being stuck at six years old. I think that's great because you still yeah. you're at the point where you're slightly self aware, and next to that you can still say fucking honest things like yeah, and you know that was the thing is like she would go to these dances when we were in high school, and I think she was even too old to be going to them by this point. But she you know she would just go and she would just dance, and apparent and I did not know this about her, but apparently that's all she did. And I guess right before she died, they kind of had this. Uh, she Dance worked. At, off? She worked at Opportunity Village, oh. and I think they had they hosted a a prom mm-hmm. for. I, I, I'm assuming it was for other handicapped kid, you know, people as yeah. well. And she just, you know, she was so excited about it, and I guess they made her feel like a princess, and it was just. I oh, just thought it was very great. sweet. Yeah, yeah. Did it go like a normal prom? Did like yeah, a bunch of these did, slow she's... people start losing virginity after oh, that? Gosh. Like they just never wore that dress again. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go straight there yeah uh, <laughs> i think that is great opportunity that opportunity village where well, you going i'm going to the slow prom it's like that doesn't sound great at all oh but it'll be an awesome night i don't night. even know where to take it from there so that's <laughs> so, so, success well I'm, i dodged a very distasteful <laughs> joke earlier so i just might as well make up for it i don't want to yeah. earn too, too much disfavor with our imaginary crowd at the moment <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm afraid who's going to listen to this. Like, I really hope my family doesn't come back and listen to this. I love my family, but it's about time they learn my honest opinion. (laughs) You know, my... Well, the thing is, is like, how could... Well, I'm posting, you know, Facebook statuses at 5 a.m. and and so on about how I'm waiting to make breakfast to see if anybody comes back. And uh, my mom posts a comment... You know, so she's we, on we've top talked, of this. We've talked about this. And she's like, shouldn't you be at church? And isn't it Fast Sunday? Oh, wow. She you just know, scolds you across. Yeah, on Facebook. And yeah. that's... <laughs> Where everyone can see. You know, it's like, you just got told by your mom. You're a married mom, man. You're mom. out on your own. And your mom yes. is still bitching at you. Yes. That's... <laughs> that's the glory of social networking sites. That's bullshit. I can't believe. Would you like to add Gary Schaefer as face? Fuck that. You know Gary Schaefer. You, you both, know what's happening? Both right? of you, I graduated from El Dorado <laughs> High School. Fuck. You might know each other. It's <laughs> bullshit. Like, dude, add my dad. My dad's actually. Funny. As of recently, my grandma my, found out about this. Yeah. The grandma that, if you're listening, grandma, I don't like you. You're not a good person. <laughs> she, she still. Gosh. There's still like I don't. I haven't worked. I have the balls to say it on an imaginary. Not imaginary. It is a. a is a podcast but right now it's not going out to anyone uh-huh. so it's a solo cast um 
but right now she's still like a French friendship pending, you know, just friendship requests <laughs> and stuff like that. And she's just going to continue to fucking sit there until I finally just delete it. Right. I'll have the gall someday, but I have the... I have the gall right now to tell her that I don't like her. She is nice as pie to me now just because she is that close to the grave, you know, uh-huh. trying to gain that favor. But you fucked up. I know your story. Wow. I did my family research. I've been telling people to go do it. You should do it because then you should find out who to like and who to dislike. Yeah. That's it. There's Because <laughs> she, know, I, I didn't like that, her when I was yeah. younger because she paid me off. That's what she fucking did. I mean, obviously I'm a child. I'm easy to pay off. You just give me shit that I want and done and done. It, but like she treats you like garbage and then she says she's sorry with money. And I'm that's, a, that. that's a good point. There's always, you got to know who to like or not like yeah. in your family. I know that there's an aunt, a great aunt in my family that might that no one likes. Obviously not that great. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But um, no, I you know I my dad's funny on Facebook. Um, really, is mean. I get a kick out of because he's working for the man and shit like well, that. Well, no, he just says stupid stuff all the time. Like, there's this little girl that we that we know. You know, mm-hmm. Soraya Lee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. She's on Facebook. Soraya Lee. Fuck yes. <laughs> she's posting all these things about my birthday is on June 25th. My birthday is on June 25th. Finally, my dad responds and says, "My birthday is on June 17th. I'm going to be 25." <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but that was. I thought that was so, my dad. The way my dad is around little kids makes yeah. me want to have kids. Really? So, so that he could be a good. He's looking forward to it so much. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. Your dad. I, I'm in no up. hurry, but he's he's so great with kids. Yes. Yeah. Your dad's that classic passive father, just like yes. do what your mom says. Do what your mom says, and then he gets pissed off because his mom, your mom, starts yelling right. at you for shit. Right. He's like, well, "Fuck! Now I have to deal with it. Now I'm yelling at you. You get <laughs> the same shit that I'm getting now." That's exactly. But it. like when it's kids, he just wants to be a child again. Yes. I don't know if that's just a yes. dude gene or something like that He's, but i've often known that and like a lot of dads it's like finally someone i get to yeah. play with and my life will allow me to play and shit like that and I, and I was i was talking to sarah about this and i'm like you yeah. know it'd be it'd be great to you know we're not at all planning to have kids anytime yeah. soon but i was like it would be great you know they, they would be such great grandparents that mm-hmm. they would really take a lot of the burden off of us and and, and, she, and she was like they would now is the time to strike to she, raise a kid yeah i mean my parents are still young like they yeah they have the energy to keep up with they, this i mean they are honestly they, they debate, they're really young parents they though. debate every once in a while about actually adopting another kid you know really yeah i mean they they're totally of age to to do that you know that like they're just turning 40 <laughs> like they have plenty of time and so i mean and and Sarah's like, well, they, I don't think they'd want to do that, you know, mm. just take our kids all the time. I was like, no, pretty sure they would. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure if we lost our fucking minds, they would raise our kids. For yeah. us. <laughs> they'd be happy about it. They, they might would be pushing it. your drugs yeah. more so that you'd right. be fucking admitted. Because yeah. <laughs> then they keep the blood of the family yeah. <laughs> right there. And that might be a problem, too. They might, you know, step in and tell us how to raise them. Oh, I mean, that they would raised be me fine, so I wouldn't mind. Yeah. They're still raising you, apparently, on fucking right. Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh my just, just god! Just add my dad. I just went through this phase. But dude, that's Soraya Lee. That chick, she's fucking cool, dude. Yeah, I feel bad for her though. Why is that? Oh yeah, no, she's just got some some problems going on and shit like that. But personality years, wise, man, years, she's fucking right. awesome. Yeah. What's your name? Soraya Lee. She has that weird kind of list. Well, she's, how old is she's got to be like? She's a lot older. Like, I haven't I seen her in like know. four or five years yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But even when she was like, when when did I meet her? She was like seven. Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe I don't know. She like who? I was like. So what do you do? So I listen to music. I was like, oh, what music do you like? And I'm thinking like the Wiggles. I'm thinking maybe like the Blues Clues soundtrack. Right. Maybe a few Disney tracks. Mm, Wob no. Zombie. Yeah. I was like, yes. It's like, so that's your favorite? Yeah, Wob Zombie's the greatest. I was like, do you know who Rob Zombie's so I, brother is? Spider, Power Man 5000. Yeah. I was like, that is the coolest child it's ever. Like, hey, Soraya That is a what's, fucking metal what's, child. What's your favorite movie? House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
she's probably collected. She's probably seen Halloween by now and like um, Devil's Rejects. Slightly disturbed, but that's a fucking metal child, man. She's gonna grow up raising scorpions and all kinds of shit. That is fucking awesome. Where do we go from here? But she is adorable. Kids. Um, my roommates are planning to have kids. That's why they're kicking me out, which uh, I understand. What's the deal with that? Are you going to tell me about that here? Well, um, well we have nine that? minutes until this shit, this track cuts off, and I'll probably continue. Whatever. Uh, there, there should be a way to, like, well, I know there's a way to extend it and stuff like that, but I didn't do it prior to us yeah, starting it's this. it's fine. This is long enough. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I guess I can kill. We got 740. Yeah, we got seven go ahead. fucking yeah, minutes. I'll finish this. All right. So, um, so recently... My best friend, well, one of my best friends, Evan and Crystal, and sadly they're taking time apart. And um, so, and Crystal's looking to go to LA in order to go to makeup school and stuff like that. Right. So I'm putting Crystal up since she kind of doesn't have any place to go into my mom's house. My mom recently moved to Portland. Yeah. And she recently got an RN license and she's now being a nurse out in Portland, Oregon. And uh, my dad still lives in California and he does not want to fucking come back here. He doesn't want to pay for that fucking house and he doesn't want to, you know, He's not going to do fuck all with it. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm just not going to pay for that house anymore. So he's just going to let that shit be another foreclosed home, which is not surprising. And then um, my mom's like gave him the finger, just took off. And so now it's just his house that's fucking sitting there now. So I recently got the utilities all paid off and uh, they're all turned on. So now I'm going to have this house to squat in rent fucking free until the bank will kick us out, which apparently will be might be a long time, a long fucking time Just save money. So me and Crystal are going to start squatting, squatting there and anyone else who's just fucking welcome to come. So long as we don't trash the fucking house and stuff. So we don't want to pay the bank for that. It's not a bad idea. So then, yeah, we're just going to sit there, squat, gather fucking money, and then, um, and then she'll eventually uh, balance. And in the process of this, my roommates are like, "Are you coming back after that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I planned on coming back, but I was like, I guess that's up to you. you guys never really seemed like you wanted roommates and stuff like that." And I was like, "If if I do get kicked out, I was like, if you don't want me back, no hard feelings." I'm like, "Yeah, that that'd be kind of cool. We kind of want to spend time together alone, try the relationship out that way, and then we'll have." so that we can have kids in August because apparently they're aiming to have a kid like as a Scorpio or whatever that would fall on nine months off of August, whatever that would fucking amount to be, which I never, I don't fucking, I I swear, I don't think you can ever plan that shit. I want a Capricorn, which I don't know who the fuck wants a Capricorn, which I am fucking drowned sea goat. That shows lower intelligence right there. Fucking goat and sea. But next to that, like, but like you know, there's fucking premies you can hold over. I mean, like that's it. Shit's just absurd to me. Just to yeah. the whole zodiac signs. I think the point of not necessarily that I'm a hardcore believer of it, but definitely the point of zodiac sign is that you arrive when you're supposed to fucking arrive. Isn't it supposed to be like when your soul is right? It's supposed to be like linked up, not necessarily when you are birthed, right? I, I don't really know the logic behind. I it. I don't know behind <laughs> it either. It's fucking foreign to me. But I'll talk shit about it. Apparently, that's how far my ignorance goes. Fine. <laughs> so I don't know. So like eventually, like um. After Crystal goes over to LA, does her makeup school, I'll be squatting in the house until me and her uh, husband gain up enough money so that we can go and get our own house that he's going to go and buy and stuff like that. And then we will have this awesome fucking house with the even bigger music studio and stuff like that. Nice. So we'll we'll definitely be fine and stuff like that. But I'm saying that's just another person who's planning on kids. It's apparently uh, Mary and Pez here. Good. That's cool. And right on them. Hope they do well. Pez yeah. is fucking awesome. Mary's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm 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 not planning on having kids. Nah, anytime soon. I would like to have kids. I'm fucking well, all for right. kids. I like kids and shit like that. I, but I first I, need I first need a woman, and apparently that's hard to come by. So I want kids more than my wife does. Yeah, put it that way. And I don't mm-hmm. want kids very bad. Mm. 
she's she's more she's more nervous. I mean, we we. We're of course both... you're nervous. You're about to be bloated and then ripped the fuck apart <laughs> like for for something that oh, you might yeah. well, fucking hate. It's that's she's afraid of that. And really? that's and that hating her kid, out. hating her kids. Really? Because There's... because I'm be, because she's afraid of, you know, she's so attached to me. She doesn't want anybody come between you. Right. Oh. Which is weird. That's that a, is a different... that's some deep psychological shit that, you know, might need to be taken care of. Yeah. I mean, there's also the fact that we we're, we're both completely aware of our mental illnesses yeah. and, and we don't That's why I think you guys like people We should have... adopt. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we we you know, no, that's I was I was like people have asked me. I was like, "What do you think about their marriage?" I was like, "I think it's fucking perfect." Like, I stand by you guys. I was like, "Cody's Cody's an awesome kid. He's kind of off. Sarah is an awesome kid, kind of off." And I was like, "And they have pretty much have the same disability." And yes. I was like, "And whenever something goes wrong, they go, I understand." I was like, "No yes. one else would understand well, that better." It's it's more like I mean, I know that might cause it's problems. It's more like but... I'm going to murder you and yeah. then 15 minutes later, okay. <laughs> everything's fine and you we, guys pull we, through it it's we, beautiful we fight a lot great. and we love it like yeah. we, we seriously if we didn't fight as much as we did we, we would we would have problems yeah and that's how we feel truths we, need to be spoken we, though right We're, we we just had this feeling that you know it's it's our passion for each other that causes us to be yeah. so angry at each other all the time and that if we so if we if to not be fighting all the time yeah. to, to us would mean that there's no more passion yeah. and that we, would, we should just anger is a form of passion it. not the beating and laying into yeah, your wife yeah. kind oh no no, no. not it's, so it's, much it's, the verbal abuse but so much that i care so much now i'm yelling at you not that i'm yeah. saying it's okay to start yelling at people because maybe you're not a yeller maybe sometimes you are but i mean like, this is we're both so melodramatic you know <laughs> one yeah. throughout one day it could be she'll wake up and she'll be like i just feel like there's no point in us even being together and then 10 minutes later she'll be like everything's just fine you know (laughs) that's that's how i am too and so it's it's pretty great we we did this video and it's up on youtube and it's called marriage and it's basically us fighting each other and we totally made it you know made it up as we went along chris Mm -hmm. came up with the idea and it's it starts off with i'm on the couch clipping my toenails and she comes out and yells at me and she's like what are you doing clipping my toenails and then she just starts crying and she's like what happened to our marriage? And then it switches and it says like the next day and she's on the couch clipping her toenails and I come out and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, clipping my toenails. And then like we just explode at each other. Like <laughs> I, I like, dump the trash on her and, and start yelling and you know. Oh my God. It's, it's worth saying. It's on Raspberry Television. Oh. YouTube.com slash Raspberry Television. That's, that's right. That's, was, that's our you new. You guys were launching um, that thing. Yeah, that's our new comedy series awesome is chris gonna join the the marcus webpage and stuff like that whenever that gets going yeah hopefully this the that that will start collectively getting all these projects together all of these things yeah Yeah. that's that's the idea if marcus can ever get off his ass and do it awesome well we have a minute left i think that's probably we'll wrap it up right there yeah the promise of all that this this is kevin and cody and this is our stupid ass podcast Mm -hmm. so have a great night and It's not much. At least it's fucking something. Uh, <laughs> uh, static. Uh, 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 u